On this episode of the Fancy Ramen Podcast, we will be analyzing and hence spoiling 13 Reasons Why, as well as entertaining some spoilers for A Handmaid's Tale, The Get Down, and Legion. You have been warned. Uh-huh. Yep. You're, you're listening to the Fancy Ramen Podcast, episode 13. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be a spittoon sound. You know, I could always add that in later. There we go. There we go. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm Neil. I'm Scott. I'm Lizzie. It's your boy, Cookie. <laughs> and it's a beautiful April 30th, yeah. 2017. Anyone excited for Mayday Baskets tomorrow? Ooh. It's been really cold oh outside gosh, the past to. couple days. Yeah. Well, you hear there's a chance we're going to have slush tomorrow or sleet. What? Gross. Wait, wait. Yeah, uh, slight chance. Can I'm black. Mayday baskets? What? What? You've never heard of this? <gasps> Man. Oh my god. Have we done mayday baskets since? No, I no used to as a kid. You do it as a kid. So basically, you like you have baskets for all your neighborhood friends, and you go ring their doorbell, and you have to run away, and they so chase where, you back to your house, and you try not to get yeah, and tagged. You, you leave them a basket of like candy yeah. or small goodies. Well, we stuff. already know why you didn't do this as a kid, because if you did, you'd get shot. <laughs> yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't go around chasing white kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's fun. too bad. It is yeah, actually a really fun yeah. tradition. We used to like wait by the door after school on that day. Yeah, you wait, so you, you like get ready to pounce them. on yeah. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this not really a thing for adults? Because it's God, be I wish awesome. it was, honestly. Just like there are, uh, I, I never participated, but I knew people that did these games on campus where you would, is it called like assassination or something? You'd carry around Nerf guns. We did that. And yeah. shoot each other, like shoot your target, that sort of thing. Oh, that we sounds actually, cool. They actually took away the Nerf guns. They took they yeah. took all of our Nerf guns, Nerf they guns away. They said that we couldn't college. do it anymore. That's dumb. Yeah, because <laughs> my, my floor, we all had guns, and we were all prepped. As soon as fighting words came on, it was just go time. Bam. Cookie's got a bug out bag with, like, <laughs> <laughs> with some of those Nerf grenades in it. <laughs> I figured you'd just use tennis balls at that point. Throw a smoke through the hallway. <laughs> we gotta go. So how does that work in terms of having Nerf bullets, where I'm assuming a lot of people have the same guns? No, we all had different guns, yeah. but everyone would just like pick up whatever Nerf bullet would actually fit in their gun. Uh, and uh, then a lot of people were modding guns as well. I think they so only we had modding have a, sessions. They only have a couple of sizes of like Nerf dart with uh, the interior like diameter being... A couple different sizes, so but it's not it's not like the super length. Off. Yeah, the length of the dart can change and whatnot, but it's just pushing air through. So as long as like it's able to slide off effectively enough and get that air for the push, you so, can use about anything. So yeah, your gun would jam, and you'd be like, "Gun's jammed." Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just like using in bad life. ammo. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Except you can't put like a five point five six into a you know like a Glock. You'd just break the gun. <laughs> no, no, let's, let's not get too technical here. Lizzie, it's been a while since we've had you on. Uh, I know. Why don't you talk about what you've been up to? Uh, I've been catching up on my shows. <laughs> what shows are those? <laughs> uh, so I've been watching Harlots and Handmaid's Tale recently. 
And, well, I guess I finished 13 Reasons Why, too. So we can talk about that. So what's Harlots about? Harlots, actually, I really like that show. It's about um, England uh, back in the day. I'm not sure what year they're trying to do. And uh, it's kind of about prostitution and how it used to be legal. And it was kind of a way for women to be independent back in those days where she could actually earn wages and be like her own woman um, and not rely on a man. Oh, so it's less about the sex, because every time I turn around while you're watching that show, it's either <laughs> broad with pox, about to die, or someone's having sex with someone else. Well, and that's the other thing I kind of like about that show, is they are expressing women in a sexual way. You know, the women mostly enjoy their jobs and stuff, and so it's like saying it's okay for women to enjoy sex type of thing, which is rare. In a lot of shows, I think. I don't think it's okay for anyone to enjoy sex. <laughs> yeah, it, I thought the British were like strictly about for procreation. Like, get down to business, have your cup of tea afterward. <laughs> so that show says yeah, it's okay quite. for women to enjoy sex. Right. And then I saw you watching another show where it seemed kind of like rape, but the most dispassionate rape ever. Yes, and that would be Handmaid's Tale. Where, oh my God. Okay, I almost... Don't want to say anything about this show because I want people to watch it because it is so amazing slash disturbing. I just, so, it's so good. What I understand is, <laughs> is a like reader of some of Margaret Atwood's other stuff. I've got the basic premise and it's a dystopian novel, right? That it's yeah. based off of yeah. also known as the handmaid's tale. And it's got, some sort of like class structure, at least between the men and the women. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. I know that there's an admiral involved or a general or yeah, something yeah. or a colonel. Cur- I, he's got uh, some sort of rank. I think it's his yeah. name. I don't know. Commissioner Gordon. It sounds kind of like an autocratic society in a sense um, um, or fascist. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. A little bit, except extremely like sexist. So Is like the women some- don't really have any rights. Right. And that's the other thing too, is I think there is, there's the dispassionate rape you're talking about is yeah. like, that's just down to business. The women are like do performing a duty when, right. when that's happening. Right. right? Like yeah. she, the actual character compares herself to like a pig because she's basically just being used for the purpose of giving birth type of thing. Oh man. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting. So like her, what her character is or what she is is a handmaid and those women are basically women who are fertile who are just there for um you know making babies yeah and they actually are put in a family where it's like a father and a wife or a dad or i mean a husband and a wife father and, and a, wife. a father and a wife <laughs> a husband and a wife and the wife is infertile so they use and it's almost like there are like subclass citizens where the handmaids are only used for those purposes. They're a forced surrogate. Right, then. pretty much. Mm. And then I there's a is there a surveillance aspect <laughs> to it as well? I thought that they were under some sort of like basically they, they have to operate like, in secret. Yeah, or, yeah, pretty much because well, the whole society is it's kind of like one of those societies where you you really can't say anything otherwise you would be killed pretty much. Mm-hmm. So they do have to do things in secret. I mean, it's kind of like any society that gets taken over by like a dictator or something. Gotcha. So 
question. I'm pretty sure it hasn't been answered from where you're at. And you said you have not read the books nor watched the movie. I just divulged all the information that I think I know. Yeah, I want to read the book. Where did artificial insemination go throughout all of this rather than dispassionate rape? I, I kind of agree with that, that, but I think it's the whole men having power to say that they're going to do this type of thing. I think it's still like a power thing where Mm. they're like, well, we can basically do whatever we want type of thing. Like they, they pretend like they, this is something they have to do in order for the population to, you know, keep going. But I feel like it's also like their power play. Like we can do this to you. Type of thing. I'm also willing to pitch that I know that The Handmaid's Tale is an older novel. Right. So it, it was is. written it's in like 1985. Oh. So okay. artificial insemination might have been an emergent. I, I don't know. I don't when know when that when it came, came out, out. Yeah. But I've got a feeling that it, it was probably not as uh, well established as it is now. Like, oh, okay. Well, and plus, when um, societies kind of do go into this or more conservative thing, you know, it's, it's, a lot of times it's kind of anti-science stuff because they are, you know, quoting like scripture and like stuff like that, like almost like a different religion. Are they churning butter at any point in time? No. Do they churn butter? They okay. look like they should be that's, churning That's butter. how you know how regressive you've gotten if right. you go back to churning butter. <laughs> oh, you know what? They actually did in one of the ah. episodes say they'll, they make their own bread and oh, they said okay. it's like going back to the roots or yeah or it's or it's uh an artisanal like gentrified neighborhood who knows i make my own bread well you have regressed to the point (laughs) of no return you're either super hip or or like really really regressive not too regressive yet massa i'm sorry (laughs) look at that sweater i think (laughs) i think he's hip so even though the book came out in 1985 it actually does uh, from what I've seen, I've, well, I've seen they, Hulu released three episodes, so I've seen all three and it does, I think they did modernize it a little bit so that it would be like, it could happen today. So final segue, you said something about dispassionate rape and men having power. Yeah. You've got some things about 13 reasons why. And actually I, uh, I've, yeah. I've got two questions too, for that matter. One, which will be just as Good of a segue. Oh, uh, sweet. The first one, is there an element or a hint towards rebellion, like 1984-esque? Oh, in Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's the premise is the protagonist is at least somewhat aware of how unfair Fucked and like, up unnatural is. the situation yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. She very. seems very displeased. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody is, but they are Except afraid of getting killed. Rape guy. Dispassionately displeased. Well, because I, the men have power, like so they're, they're, they're not complaining about the society. They're not complaining. They can do they're what just they want. kind of dispassionate about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's actually putting out a false, like a false face for his wife because his wife is holding her down as this is happening. So, Ugh. yeah. So, I think the guy is trying not to show his pleasure because his wife is there type of thing. But that that's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's it was real uncomfortable to watch. So I'm I'm curious, you say that they released 3 episodes and I'm assuming they're releasing chunks like that. Right, I think so. I think that's what they're doing. So for the next show you'll be talking about 13 reasons. Did they did Netflix release this series all at once? Yeah. Yep. Yes, in it's classic Netflix. Netflix fashion. Yeah. Which I like because then I can binge watch. So who all has seen it to completion? 
I've seen the last two episodes to completion and Did you watch those with me? Kind of. I got distracted from my um, Persona 5. Mm. It was that interesting. Yeah. Like I could I could be eating a star burger, but oh my gosh, what is going on <laughs> over here? I think I actually started doing that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and have you guys seen it? I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. And you just started watching yeah, it. Yeah, I just got through episode one and I don't tend to watch really depressing media, so I'm kind of scared I. to keep pushing forward. Right. Yeah. And it is kind of like a drama. So you get everything you need from the last episode. That's it. That S- being said, the guy who hasn't <laughs> seen the rest of it. That being said, uh, don't shy away from spoilers. And okay. We'll, okay. we'll heavily mark. In fact, we're going to have someone record a, a spoiler remark at, uh, for the start of this episode. Too, so. Spoilers. There you go. Uh, but yeah, don't don't shy away. Tell us what you think of about Thirteen Reasons Why. So I think it's good and bad. I think it's good because it gets people talking about these issues, like suicide and rape and all those things. But I think it could have done some things better in the show. For example, um, I guess so. In the show, the girl is kind of sh- slut shamed. Because this picture comes out with her, like in her skirts, kind of open, and like, it's an upskirt shot, right? It's an upskirt. Some guy shot. takes an upskirt yeah. shot of her, and then and that's then it her gets fault. passed around the school. Yeah, and so she's a she's a slut so for she's getting slut. that picture taken of her. Right, makes sense. And the show, like, so no. <laughs> <laughs> various times, you know, it has this kind of slut shaming thing, and the show just portrays her as being this, you know, innocent of these so called crimes, and so like it's there. It's kind of like they're saying like that because she's innocent that it shouldn't be happening. But even if she were doing these things, even if she was a sexually active teenager, she shouldn't be slut shamed, you know? So, and that's like one of my problems with this. They're like, oh, well, she's innocent. So, you know, like you shouldn't be doing that. Well, you shouldn't be doing that either way type of thing. Um, And so that's one of my problems with it. The other is I think teenagers who are depressed and you know because they have are it's hard when you have that many hormones going on in your body and it just I don't know it's being a teenager is hard enough already and when you get put on the show where you know you have this person who commits suicide and they're remembered and they made everybody who made them mad you know, they have made an them emotional feel response. Bad. Yeah, yeah, they had guilty. a huge impact on their community. Right. And so it's kind of looks like an out to me. I think it makes it look like an option. And I, I think the show itself can never escape the fact that it's a slight romanticism of right, suicide. Exactly. In the sense that it exists because of the impact of her death. Like right. that's that's how the right. narrative is pushed forward. At the same time though, the fact that it's trying to like a deal and address with it makes it a huge catch twenty two. Right. Exactly. Because I do feel like it does romanticize it. Like, well, oh, if I do this, then I will be remembered or I'll be, people will, you know, realize their mistakes and stuff. I'll, I'll throw a bone, um, to Selena Gomez and her mother who were behind 13 reasons why, which still surprises me. Right. Selena Selena Gomez, political activist, child star of like Disney legend. Yeah. Right. Well, she's, she's actually like a pretty involved activist in the things that she does, which I find first off like surprising, but also inspiring that she didn't just put out an album and then disappear. Like so many other like child stars, which granted 
that also is a fine option, you know, make your money and get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's using her fame to like really try and enact a positive social change. So right. I, I respect her for that. Um, what I, what I'll say is like the reason I'll pitch that the romanticism of it or like the impact on the community, um, I don't, I don't like that. And I agree with you mm-hmm. on it, that the the whole show exists and the death of Hannah Baker um, is what each episode like gravitates around, right. which gives her, gives her death a huge amount of impact. And that's something that I think if you're like have suicidal ideation, one right. of the things that you have is this thought of like, this is how it will affect people. Or, you know, the opposite is like, this won't affect people whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But by romanticizing the effect, that's not good. In the exchange, right. her suicide and how, how they go about that near the end and the depiction of it is not romanticized. Right. It is incredibly gritty and, mm-hmm. and it's cruel and it's disgusting. And, and so it truly does like capture accurately, right. I think, how I think truly like what suicide is at, right. at its core. Right. And they also, I watched the afterwards with Selena Me Gomez. Yeah. And I did like how they talked about how they did try to make the rape scenes really, really uncomfortable because... They were horrible to right, watch and they should yeah. be. And they yeah. should be, right. And that's what they were saying. It should be terrible. And so I think it has good and bad things about yeah. the show. They certainly respected the impact of the things that they depicted. They did not pull any punches. Mm-hmm. The so. graphic nature of the suicide itself, do you think that was an effort to try and make the concept of suicide less romanticized as a whole? Because I imagine... Yeah. That, I, I, yeah, I, I imagine that serves as a deterrent for those people that are finding value in suicide throughout the series and then finally face that scene. They demonstrated exactly what that suicide would have been like. It was so, awful. So one yeah. thing people have been mentioning that have read the books is she took pills to die mm-hmm. in the books. So I think right. that's actually why they did the why they wrist slutting. The, yeah. Because yeah. wrist slutting. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, Wrist slutting because yeah. at that point, if you take pills, that's just going to be like, took a couple pills. I'm a little sleepy. Dizzy. Yeah. I guess uh, they could have yeah. been like, she hit her head and died from that. Or she just starts like turning purple and vomiting, you know? Or that from, from with that that's like a pill OD, but that's different too. Yeah, there are some. I think I read. I don't know if psychologists support this, but um, they say that no matter what what kind of suicide it is, that you just shouldn't show any on TV because then it'll give people ideas. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know what. Yeah, no, I, I can see how unfortunately it could trigger ideation. Right. Um, I wonder how old that like saying and thought yeah, of mind comes to where because, that like, advice is coming from in the because context right. of it. Internet. Right. Yeah. You can look up anything, but to see it on TV, on like a show that a lot of people are watching. So I, I, um, I know this middle school girl and she says all her friends have watched this multiple times. And it's just, to me, it's a little scary because um, you know, do their parents know they're watching this? Because it has some pretty disturbing scenes in it. And, you know, if they are watching it and they don't really understand what is going on, like who can explain that to them? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm also willing to give give some thought that, that kids are often more resilient or adaptable to media True. and what they consume than what we expect or anticipate. True. Like I 
I remember being in middle school and reading some books that had some topics that were way heavier than what I thought I could have like dealt with at that point in time. Steven Uh Universe. That's, oh my God. Which show is so amazing. That show (laughs) gets real heavy and deep at points. And it is, it is totally for kids. It's totally for kids. But But sometimes you just like, you just sit back, even in one of the episodes, Steven was going through some stuff and he's just like, and this is kind of what I'm going through. And all the teenagers in the car were just like, whoa. Whoa, that's some heavy, messed up stuff that you that you got on your mind, little guy. <laughs> yeah, I I think media these days is being more like it it has more respect for actually the, the how audience. how intelligent children can be. True. Um, yeah, True. They, it certainly respects the intelligence of the audience as a whole. But I do see why you've got your trepidations of middle schoolers watching this because it is. Clearly labeled a TV MA for mature audiences only. Yeah. And I mean, how do you, I don't know how necessarily like parental restrictions on Netflix work. And if I don't know it, I'm not a parent. So there's one strike against me like, for, <laughs> for why I wouldn't be interested. But it's like one of those things, like I'm a very, like at least user interface on basic media. It, I, I'm experienced with that, so I should know how to do it. And there's I don't just, even know. There's just Netflix kids. Yeah. So, Netflix adults. Exactly. So oh, yeah. if you're an adult like and you have a Netflix account, like how do you, how do you engage your kid about it? The only way to know is mm-hmm. to see Screen like everything. Well, it's like continue watching. Yeah. Or you look at your watch history and it's like, watch again, 13 reasons why. And you're like, what's this? Right. <laughs> how so many you, conversations have been started over parents? realizing their realizing. kids are watching anime yeah. so what? <laughs> <laughs> my parents thought that i really loved the food network because cartoon network was only a couple of like channel skips away <laughs> and so when i try and sneak watching dragon ball z i'd i'd go from like <laughs> watching and this is why i don't know the majin buu saga very well <laughs> it's like watch it then here's some footsteps i go flick 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 she's like oh you know my son's gonna a, be a chef yeah <laughs> You're you're interested in roasted chicken? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm trying to focus on the recipe right now. Do you mind leaving me alone? <laughs> flick, 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 flick. Oh my God, Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> I forgot to watch the Cell series. I didn't know there was a 2. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm curious... Uh, in the first episode, the show's really on the nose about, I, I guess, pointing out the insensitive reactions to Hannah's death that mm-hmm. her classmates have. Right. Like, yeah. in particular, the two uh, female students that are taking selfies by her locker. And it's infuriating. Right. That is so right. a 21st century problem. Yeah. yeah, I got I got it's the, pretty like it's the stroke by death after seeing that. It's the stroke by death se- selfie. So it's like when when all the plane when all the masks come down from the airplane and people are taking selfies with them on, mm-hmm. are that one guy that the plane crashed into the ocean and he's on the life raft and he's taking a selfie with the plane behind him wow. and it's like touched by death. It's a, like it's it's, it's an actual thing. like hashtag. Yeah. Um, yeah, is that is that prominent as the series go on? Goes on. Um, I didn't know that even happened. So it's not in the last two episodes. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's no. it's super prevalent. Like that that I guess fake sympathy or you know yeah the fake impact. Like I definitely was really upset and disturbed by it for the just short flash that it happened because I guess there's like 
it's on the nose. It's really good context. Like, so I went to Millard South and I was a senior when we had our school shooting. And so like after that, you totally saw that behavior. And it, it's like really sickening and disgusting to think about and to like to see it happen, especially when you know that like other people are going through genuine grief and you know, you're trying to sort out like your own emotions. So yeah, that one thing like stood out a lot to me and I can't think of other things like that throughout the rest of the show as much. And so I feel like I would have like really been impacted by it if it happened more. Right. Like I think there was only like one other time later in the show where the mom sees a memorial for her in the school and she's like, oh, well, if you had known her, like she, you would know that she doesn't like roses type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and like when I was in high school, we had a kid die um, in an accident and what the counselors were doing made us really upset because they were like sitting in his seat in order to say like, well, so you don't like see the loss or the empty seat. And we're like, no, like no one can replace him. Like, and uh, yeah, basically by like towards uh, half the day they did it. And then people were giving them so much grief for doing it that they stopped. But it was just, and then, yeah, people were upset that didn't even know him. You know, they were like acting like it was yeah. a big deal. And it was like, oh my you didn't God, know I can't him. believe like, Billy died. And it's like, it was Bobby. Right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's just, yes, you do get a lot of that um, yeah. in real life, I think. Mm-hmm. So that, that infuriating feeling too, I feel like if they played a little stronger into it in the series, that would also serve as another deterrent, a deterrent to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. True. Not necessarily good for TV or for entertainment, though, because it, like, yeah. Right. They have a message to tell, but they have to tell it effectively enough for people to be interested and entertained. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, why even go about doing it? Oh, I do have one more thing I want to say about the show that I forgot to mention. So I really, something good that they did is they made the rapist in the show seem like a good guy, like a likable character and just overall, like, you know, a lot of people like him. And so it's basically like kind of saying that because most rapes happen from somebody you do know. And so like a lot of it kind of plays into that saying like, you know, somebody who seems likable can commit, you know, very terrible things. I will say I fucking hated that guy. Like the moment I saw him, I was oh. like, <laughs> I cannot stand this guy. He's, he's True. a shady bastard. Oh, yeah. Was it her friend's? ex-boyfriend um no no i don't think so it was the it was a jock basically another jock and um and i liked that they did that and then um another girl who was actually raped by him was saying you know like well even if i do tell people that this happened to me it's basically gonna be her suffering for it if she has to tell you know her parents and all this and the community you know she's gonna be the one who's embarrassed by it because you know, a He's lot of rapists don't, his right, society. exactly. Yeah. Like a lot of rapists don't get punished for what they've done. And like, you know, they would blame her for getting drunk and stuff. So she's like, well, what's the point if I tell anybody, if nothing's yeah. going to come of it, except for my embarrassment. Type yeah. Thing. They, they took the, those serious topics and I think they, they gave them the like most consideration and respect as you possibly could for it. I think they tried to portray it as accurately and as multifaceted as possible. Hmm. So it's an excellent show. It's, it's got that like high school teen drama that Mm -hmm. I really couldn't give a shit about, but I mean, it's, 
it is high school teen drama, so I can't I can't complain about that too much. But I think ultimately the goals that it sets out to achieve, it, it does quite well. Right. I like your guys' thoughts on that. Speaking of accurate representation and things of that nature, I finished a series. I didn't actually put this on the dock, and I kind of just remembered about it. It's, it's the free for all. <laughs> Go for it. Um, called the Get Down Part Two. I have wanted to watch that so bad. So why am I wait? Why have I not watched it yet? So for those who have not seen it or do not know about it, it is a show about kind of like the get up of the of the hip hop world. So it's like right around that era of, I think in part one the um, good lord the New York blackout actually happened. Is that your package? That's my package. <laughs> I got a package. Let's go do it. <laughs> Um, so the, excuse me, so like the, uh, New York blackout happens during part one. So it's kind of like, do we need to get the package? I can get it. Okay. Sorry. If, if nothing else for Lizzie to actually just shut the dog up. How'd they find the studio? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically it shows just, it's about the get up of the hip hop industry, right? Kind of actually. And hip hop culture. So it just the, goes to show you how disconnected you are. If we don't say get up, we say get down, get down with it. Actually, you do say get up. Yeah, what? yeah, you got to get up, dude. You need Actually, to one part of the hip hop. I am one part of the hip hop movement is the get up. So basically, okay. get up, get on up, get on up, get on the scene. Uh, what, what, like I can't think of his name now. James Brown. Yeah, James Brown. <laughs> and you're missing out on a lot of good stuff. At that point, uh, yeah. So anyway, so I've been watching the get down. So part one and part two are about the struggles of the black community during like the heroin heroin uh, meth and things of that nature mm-hmm. like running rampant in the ghettos and it's about this kid who likes to do poetry and he meets this guy who wants to become a DJ under Grandmaster Flash called Shaolin Fantastic mm-hmm. and they kind of form their own little crew to like start doing hip hop battles and DJ battles and things of that nature but basically, it's a really accurate depiction. At least I think it's an accurate depiction between what I've actually seen and heard about that time period of what life was actually like during that time. So it's like one thing, one reason that uh, hip hop music actually like took off the way it did was because of the, God dang it, I really wish I knew what year that blackout was. I'll look it up for you. In Thank LA. You, Dylan, yeah. No, 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 not no, the no. L.A. riots. That's oh. that's about Rodney King. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was okay. after, way after. Is it in the eighties? Or nineteen seventy seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that sounds about right blackout. because you have that that move from the like disco funk and yeah. So basically, it's culture. about kids rebelling against the disco culture. But like, so the nineteen seventy seven blackout was when hip hop really took off because a lot of people wanted to become DJs, but as I'm pretty sure all three of you know, working in things around the musical genre that music instruments are expensive. During that blackout, the day after, everybody and their mother had expensive DJ equipment they couldn't afford. They had good speakers and sound systems that they could just take out to the park and just start messing around with. Because everyone, black people loot, all people loot. All people loot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so no, not really any riots, just a lot of looting at that point. But yeah, so this show kind of goes in that time 
And for Neil, the three parts of the hip-hop movement, b-boys, hip-hop music, and graffiti. The graffiti is the get-up, basically. You want to get up. Okay. So you got to get your pieces up. So in their crew, the DJ, he was a... He, yeah, he was a um, drug dealer. There was the poet who actually had some sort of future and he was trying to do it and like they kind of do a future cut. So it starts off with the main character. He's just telling a story, but he's actually in the middle of a concert. He's just doing a concert and kind of just telling his entire life story. So it's a several hour concert. So you like, you mm. know, he's quote unquote made it. Yes. So you know, he's made it. And we're watching his ascension to that, to yeah. that point. It's the future cut. It's all about the future, future cut, cut, baby. <laughs> so you know exactly what's happening. And yeah. basically there's this big push and pull because he is black and Puerto Rican. Mm. So he's kind of got those two things going on. His mother's dead. His father's dead. So he's an, also an orphan. So he's kind of like, it's like applying for places like Harvard and things like that. And he's got to deal with being like that token black guy. Does he also have to deal with the issue of just like trying to balance a, a like role in each community? Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing that seems to come up a lot with like, if you're of mixed race, sometimes it's hard to get like fit in with either, either one. Yeah. Black so they, group. So they kind of find their like thing inside of hip hop with the projection of disco. So basically it's like, yes, I am African-American at this point. I really like this. Music is setting me free. And it's just a really good show. Mm. And like part one, part one, I was like, okay, this is good. It's a little bit drama-y. And there's like a lot of setup. It's like, it's a really slow build because they're introducing a lot of characters. So their crew consists of four dudes and their DJ. So it's five guys that they're introducing there. And then there's the love interest, Mylene Cruz, who is on her way to becoming like a disco star. Mm. So it's like, it's just really convoluted and crazy. And then they've got like historical figures of who was actually mayor back in the day and what they were actually doing back in the day, reflecting upon the actual fiction of the show. Mm. That's cool. That, yeah. That's nice. And so, it, this is not a dramatized uh t- like autobiographical story this is actually a fictional uh, character or is no this is actually a fictional character because oh god what is his name they're probably using the fictional character essentially is so. that like yeah. the objective lens of the times so yeah but, so like they mention like real things but mylene cruz i've never actually heard of her and she apparently like stole a role from oh god Kathy Holloway? No. Some famous disco star lady. Mm. Either way, doesn't matter. And one of the one of the guys in their crew, he does graffiti and things like that, so it's like just all facets of that. Okay, so so there's a question that obviously all of us want to know and me especially, how's the music? Real good. Okay. <laughs> if you like Is there any like original stuff in it as well or It's Pretty much all original. So, like, Grandmaster Flash oh, even is featured better. heavily in the first season uh-huh. because Shaolin Fantastic's learning how to DJ from Grandmaster Flash. Right. So, basically, they're just, like, they're kind of getting it, getting to know everything. So, the music's not original in the sense of they're taking 
disco break beats and mixing them together. Right. But then like all the rhymes and stuff are just like completely original. That's really cool. That is exact. Like that is what I was hoping I would get out of it at the very least. I'm going to, I'm going to go watch this. I will tell you within the week. Part two is better than part one. Okay. I do like the, when they're learning how to rap and stuff like that, because it's completely new. One of the characters, he's like having some trouble. And then the main character's like, Hey, Shaolin, play that at half speed. And then you find out that that character is like the twister of that time. So he's just like, I can't really rap slow. Holy shit. But then everything he does, he raps super fast. And you're just like, yeah. Oh my god. They didn't do that back in the day, but yeah. (laughs) Uh uh (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is, there's some good shows out. Yeah, there really is. And across the board too, not, not centered on one specific genre either. Right, right. But they all happen to be on Netflix right now. Or Hulu. Like or Handmaid's Hulu. Tale. Or Hulu. Handmaid's yeah. Tale. That's right. And Harlots. That's right. So it's kind of interesting because they're like independent, like they're Netflix originals or Hulu originals. So, I'm really it, glad that media is like skewing to those. Yeah. Yeah. Did we, did we talk about Legion at all, by the way? We did not. I oh my so. gosh. I can't believe I never mentioned Legion. <laughs> well, I also, get into it. Did we, we, ha- we still need to watch the last episode. I think, yeah, we have okay. one. Anyway, so Legion is also something I've been watching. It's a X-Men show. Basically. It's in the X-Men universe. It's a FXX original written by, oh God. It's written by some guy who also wrote like a bunch of really good shows. But um, so basically it's about this mutant who has schizophrenia, but he's a telepath. So if you guys saw Logan, it's kind of like what um, Professor X was going through during that with the seizures and all that stuff. But instead, he had split personality disorder, depression, things like that. So it kind of starts off with him in a psychiatric hospital. So he's, and I, I didn't watch Logan, and I'll probably be kind of out of this, but to keep it really condensed and simplified, his schizophrenia, is that a, like, is that a phenotype of someone who just has, like, that telekinetic, like, multiple consciousness like i guess colliding at once in his head we shouldn't that what it should is? we give away what it yes is and no i'm not gonna is, i probably won't watch it uh, but but we are warning people about spoilers oh yeah spoilers okay so spoilers ahead <laughs> ahoy spoilers <laughs> ahoy. ho so they kind of keep throwing you for loops throughout this entire right. show basically they're like yes schizophrenia then it's like no no you have powers the voices that you're hearing that's your telepathy. Here's how you control that. And then they're like, sweet. And then they're like, but what's this random thing? So there's also this mental mutant parasite in his brain. What? Yeah. <laughs> that also has telekine- telekinetic powers. So basically. So he's got split personality disorder because there's actually him another and the parasite. personality right. in his head. And that's the thing that's been making him messed up because it like shows them things that aren't that there. That aren't there. And like, it's rewrite. So basically every time as he's growing up that he figures out that this thing's there. It rewrites his memory or something. Right. It rewrites yeah. his memory. Yeah. Yeah. It erases his existence. Yeah. So he's going completely crazy. And then once they figure that out, they're like, okay, I'm not sick. So they go, I'm sick. I'm not sick. I'm a mutant. Wait, I'm actually sick. There's a second mutant in my head. Then they're just like, okay, I'm I'm not sick. Yeah. I'm not sick. I completely understand this. And we're dealing with it. Stuff gets trippy, though. Oh, man. And you're just like, 
what's real, what's not, because one right. of the characters that's featured heavily in this um, show is um, the sourpuss girl from Parks and Recreation. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. April Ludgate? Yes. yes. She's in this. I Janet love it. Snake Oil? Yeah. Is that her name? That's her oh, uh, persona her. with Burt Macklin, FBI agent. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, I love those two. She That's, is, uh, yeah, she's a great actress. Her The actress's name is Aubrey Plaza. I, okay. I adore her. Yeah. She's awesome in the show. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's like featured heavily in the show. And then you're like, I killed Lenny because one of the characters can swap bodies. Mm-hmm. But if they swap bodies with another mutant, they get that mutant's powers. And since he's hearing voices, has schizophrenia and all this stuff going on, she ends up killing Lenny. And she's like, I killed Lenny. And then, so then whenever you see Lenny in the rest of the show, you're just like, oh, because the main character's back in his own head. Obviously, he's got schizophrenia. This is why he's showing it. Then you're like, Lenny's a fucking parasite. Lenny's been haunting this kid for fucking ever. Oh my God. And then they're like, okay, we're going to find the truth. So the other characters go deep into his background to like figure out what happened. And you're just like, yeah, that's true, right? And they're like, no, Lenny was Benny at one point. This sounds like so it was like, yeah. wildly complex. It it's is. super trippy. And Lizzie still hasn't even seen the end. So I can't even give like everything away. There's still shit that's going to go down. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, because like it was funny because they were trying to look into his past and they're like, well, what about this friend of his? Like, was he like a negative influence on him? And or like, was she a negative influence on him? And they're like, oh, actually, it's a he. Yeah. So like they see different like Mm -hmm. people had seen different versions of it. He he constantly talks about his whenever the main character talked about his past. He's like, yeah, my favorite, my dog, King. I loved King. And then like the sisters being tortured in like a random facility. And she talks to one of his his therapists and she's like, oh, yeah, King. And she's like, doctor, we never had a dog. And you're just like, oh, my God, he's allergic to dogs. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good, but it's kind of a far out there show. So I feel like not everybody's going to enjoy it. But like people who like the weird stuff, I think they would really enjoy it. It's far out. It's real far out. It is. Scott's got a shitting eating grin right now. The <laughs> shitting eating grin. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm both trying to get food in my mouth <laughs> and and make room. Yeah, it's really good. I actually really enjoyed it. And which is surprising because a lot of superhero stuff that's coming out right now feels like it's just regurgitated. It's like, so hackneyed. It's all that stuff just, makes me want to scream. Yeah. Makes me it's, want a chicken it's no scream. It's good. Yeah. And so, <laughs> segue. This was actually like. Yeah, like it's actually decent, which is because is it partially made by Marvel? You would imagine. I think it's, so. At least licensed out by Marvel. Right. I forget who actually well, makes but, it. But but if it's an extension of the X Men no. franchise, and I'm wondering if X-Men? it's Disney, not Disney, who is? God damn it! Is who it owns X Men? <laughs> Sorry, guys, I don't. No, care. yeah, it's gotta be Fox <laughs> because it's on FX. The show's on FX. Oh, okay. So wait, I, is FX Fox without the O? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that. Holy cow! And they're also FXX, which is another TV channel that they own. Uh, yeah, but so it's it's interesting. But you have to know that it is definitely out there. There are crazy implications yeah. in this show. So I hear the two of you have been playing a couple games together. One of which involves screaming, screaming at your phone or mobile yes. device. 
Yes. So I randomly saw this video on Facebook of this game and the person was like playing it and I was like, oh, I want to try that. So it's called Chicken Scream or Scream Chicken. Which one? I don't know. It's uh, one I've of those. I imagine it's Chicken Scream. Chicken Scream. Okay. Mine and, just says uh, chicken. Just chicken. <laughs> and what you do is like it's all based on your voice. So you to get him to walk, you kind of either you make like a noise, like a regular monotone, like you're talking or something. And then to get him to jump, you have to scream. And so I was playing this game, and my dog was freaking out because he couldn't understand why I was screaming, and he was very <laughs> concerned for me. <laughs> but um, I did notice when I first started playing the game. So the game has music in the background, right? And I was like, "Well, this game's crap because it's not doing what I'm telling it to do." Well, it's because the mic was picking up the music it was playing. So that's <laughs> definitely a fault in the game. Like that's you a, shouldn't a shitty like yeah, like you shouldn't play noise. About yeah, that. if it's going to affect the game, and so I had to turn my volume on my phone all the way down, and then it started actually listening to what I was trying to tell it. So at first I was like, well, this game's dumb. It wasn't like the video I saw, but then I got it to work. Do you guys talk to your chicken, or do you sing to your chicken? Um, I I make um, indiscriminate noises yeah, at my chicken. Yeah, me too. But uh, I also thought this game was buggy and did not realize. I knew that it was picking up the noise because every time I would like collect a coin, he would jump again, and I'm like, "You fucking oh, chicken!" Oh, I know. Oh. That's why you have to turn your phone all the way down. So I just hated this game. I played it twice, and I was just like, "Fuck this game." Gotcha. I do like scat at my chicken, like butter boopy Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, I need to do this now. Dang it. I have two main issues, gripes with this game. And, and I, I should note, too, that the people that made Chicken Scream also made Crossy Roads or Crossy Road. I can't remember if it's plural or Road. not. Road. And also Pac-Man 365. So these Whoa. guys oh, wow. have done some work in the past. They're, and they're real good. 365, that one? Yeah, the, nice. the Endless Runner Pac-Man game. Now, I don't remember that like blatant terrible issue with ads in either of those games oh yeah there's no payment option in this game to get rid of the ads either oh it's not like you can buy coins to get more chicken skins where you could in crossy road you just have to watch these ads or skip out of them it's a giant pain in the ass because there are a lot of ads. there are and I didn't even realize. So I just assume because I always get the free version of stuff. So I I just assumed that there was a paid version that could get rid of it. I didn't even look into it. And I could be wrong, but for like I, I was not going to buy it, mind right, you. But right. I wanted to just see where the option was and how much it was. I could not find it. Wow. So that's my first. Yeah, break. that. Yeah. Unlock chickens. Oh, remove all ads. One ninety nine. Oh, oh, okay. It's in the Damn. shop. There you go. And you can also. See, I just I'm figured bad at pay to pay to play. <laughs> type games i guess or something uh the other and that's that's not bad two dollars to to do that uh the other issue i have is that for whatever reason my phone is not compatible with this game your phone does look old yes it is it's (laughs) old but that being said you would not think that the audio input into the program would be the issue right but that's what it is what version of android are you running uh shit droid (laughs) (laughs) so it's not nugget (laughs) 
Nugget? Uh, We've moved new... from ice cream and desserts into food? I think well, well Nougat I'm, is I'm running Nougat. Oh yeah. Nougat. I think I I'm running Nugget. I think I'm running Marshmallow on mine. Yeah, Marsh Marshmallow was the one before Nougat. And I gotta For say obviously obvious reasons. Yeah. Nougat's pretty great. Nougat also starts with an N. It was and Marshmallow's an M. Yeah, M N. Oh. So what's O gonna be? Is that how they do it? Yeah. Mm. Oh. They're all based of they're I all based really off like of candies. That. Oh nice. It's almost like when you name uh like Weather phenomena. Maybe it'll be Oreo. alternating alphabetical, oh, yeah, yeah. different yeah. gendered names. It could be Oreo because they licensed out Kit Kat. You know, for oh, hurricanes, they actually, great. if they're really bad hurricanes, they'll actually take that name off the list so it's never yeah. used again. Yeah, I, that is, it's funny. <laughs> Did they just start doing that over the last few years? No, I hurricanes? think it's been a I thing. Think for oh, a while. take it off the list yeah. so you yeah. can't use, yeah, so you you can't can't use it. Yeah, so, like Hurricane Tr- Katrina will never. Yeah, I think there are two reasons for that. One is is obviously like you probably want to have good and non confusing like cataloging of Hurricane Katrina because it was such a major event. And two, like you also don't don't want to like build fear and yeah, there's like a triggering effect when you hear Hurricane Katrina now. Right. So my other issue, or that the issue I'm having with this particular app on my phone i do have nugget it will not let me process audio fluidly so uh, your what? your microphone icon goes solid when you talk or when you sing or when you yell it's a Does solid yours color. light up whenever it it catches. blinks okay so oh. that means my chicken is constantly going at a staggered rate so is it's it going instead, forward, it's, stop, instead of hearing forward, stop instead of hearing ah it's hearing yep. yeah yeah so does that just mean that it's sampling much slower than ours? I'm not sure. Is that uh, why although I you think my like, chicken was jumpy a little bit too? Is that why you sounded super digitized on the um on the voice chat? Maybe. Like this yeah. The the thing is it's not the microphone itself either, because I plugged in my like Headset. more expensive than it should have been <laughs> pair of Sony, uh, Sennheisers <laughs> that have a built-in microphone. So I'd be bypassing the internal mic mm. on the phone and I was still having that issue. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, you well, can just scream at your chicken for a different reason. True. <laughs> I want to do, uh, I want to scat at it now. Like you're saying. Tell me how it goes. That I tried cool. talking and I think it was taking too much thought and then it, my chicken <laughs> would die. <laughs> I know. So, well, so have there been any other games you two have been playing? So we crawl. played a little more crawl, and we recently picked up Mario Kart Eight. Right. Not much to discuss on Mario Kart Eight besides it's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Right. Touche. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> um, not much to say on it yet, just because we've only played it a little bit. We've only played yeah. a little bit. It runs really nice and smooth. The screen is surprisingly big enough for the two of us to play in tabletop mode. Oh. So we don't have to worry about... Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by that. That's cool. I yeah. do. It, it, it is a um, horizontal split, correct? Vertical. Vertical? Yeah, it's vertical. Oh, but the Switch is a wider viewing screen, I right. guess, yeah. so that's right. fine. You get like you essentially get a square right. to look at, right. and that's that's fine because old TVs, the issue right. was is that you got like this thin slice, <laughs> and you had no peripheral vision, and all you could see was the sky. Yeah, yeah, you can like yeah, you can see the the sky or the road up ahead, and then you're like, but I mean, left and right, I'll just. I'll just guess. <laughs> Although I will say one of the computers we were playing with took a shortcut and now I really want to 
I I couldn't. At. Yeah, I, I don't think I could see it because of the screen, possibly, um, or just that I didn't know where it was. I thought the shortcuts on uh, what is it, Fast RMX, were like nearly impossible to find. Oh my god, when those we are playing real hard to find. Yeah, sure. I love shortcuts in racing games. Yeah. I think they're great. I also love that Mario Kart. It although it's like a family, you can all play together <laughs> and everybody have fun. Some of their shortcuts are like super punishing. It's like, oh yeah, you, you fuck this punishing. up. And you're <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like uh, Rainbow Road. It's if to- you get it, you are in the lead no matter what. Yeah. Like you will get first. But if you don't, you're it's no, you're the screwed. secret that your dad executes when you're a kid, and you're just like, why can't I beat him? Why is this impossible? <laughs> Isn't the Rainbow Road shortcut one that was not? It's designed. not it's, right. It, not designed got, to be. Talking about the jump, just like people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> jump. I don't have those. I don't have balls of steel I know. here. Um, <laughs> so I actually saw this um little video on Facebook, and it says how you play Mario Kart Eight. I, no, it says how you play Mario Kart. When your girl says, if I beat you, I get to search through your phone. And it's like the first episode, the guy like spins out, not the first episode, the first race of like Mario Kart 64, 64, I think. Yeah. So he like spins out, hits himself with a green shell, gets popped over a bill, gets popped over a retaining wall. So he like glitches over the. Yeah, he glitches over the wall, gets directly into a tunnel. Then somehow, like, spins himself out again, glitches through the wall, back to the start of the race to finish the lap. Yeah. And he does this three times. Oh yeah, my it's, God. so it's a speed run thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. It is great. But, um, so oh. there's also another one that someone does with the uh, just uh, Super Mario Kart, the Super Nintendo. And I think that they're racing as like DK and there's this frozen lake where the center is all broken ice and then the the track just goes around it and they just hop from like icicle to icicle oh, wow. or, yeah, or like cool. ice platform. It is insane because their precision is unrivaled. Like <laughs> it's it's another one of those things where you see people play to a game to the extent that you're just like I don't think I have enough time right? to ever I get that good. I'm super excited for this podcast when games done quick starts up. Because we can talk oh, about that. Oh, yeah. That's right. But I have to say, okay, I didn't realize there was a U-turn thing in oh, yeah. Mario Kart. So I don't Mario know if Kart this is Deluxe, new. Is it new? I have no idea. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has a like tips and tricks section that you can actually go to. Mm-hmm. So it tells you right after it says two, that's when you want to push the gas to get the speed boost at the very beginning. So it actually yeah. tells you when. And it also says, hey, if you're facing the wrong way, while you're going forward, if you push... A and B at the same time and hook either left or right, you're going You'll to pull around. You'll do a 180. Nice. And it's like, what? I don't you I know, don't even know. If, if that I were real thing. advanced and in the lead, I'd like pull a 180, shoot a green shell <laughs> head on with somebody, <laughs> and then I'd pull another 180. It's crazy. Gotcha. Pull a driver San Francisco, basically. Yeah. Not driver San Francisco. Yeah, just any kind of driver. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Happy times. So besides Mario Kart 8, I've also been playing. Haven't had a chance to play with Lizzie yet, unfortunately, because time and life. But I've been playing quite a bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Oh my gosh, yes. We used to play that as kids. I love this game. It's My brother would always kick my ass in it, so I kind of had a love-hate relationship with the game. So, have you guys played Puyo Puyo? No, I have no idea what you're it's talking so about. It's so fun. 
Have you guys That's played good. Tetris? It's a good game. Yeah, I know. No, Tetris I, is. I haven't. What is this Tetris? <laughs> no, I'm I'm pulling up a video right now. So Puyo Puyo is kind of like in. I'm just guessing it's the Japanese version of Tetris. So instead of making lines with blocks, you have to get four Puyo Puyo Puyos. So they're these little um Gummies? squishy gummy yeah. things mm. touching each other, and they disappear. And then you've got to create like chains Chain of them disappearing. Reactions. Yeah. Okay. And then you get more points. I've played something similar. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Wasn't like Bejeweled or Gem or something like that on the like old Windows computers games would have it. Yeah. It's something, something like, like that. it. Something like it. Yeah. I, th- so, yeah, I feel so, like there was a version for Super Nintendo. I don't remember. Of Puyo Puyo? Yeah. More I don't, than likely. I don't remember because it was way back in the day, but it, we had a version of this as kids. Was there not like a Kirby? Version, it looks like there's a lot like of this. game modes for this too. I don't. I yeah. honestly do not remember because it was so long ago. <laughs> Either way, yeah. So Puyo Puyo has been around for a while, and so Puyo Puyo Tetris is kind of like multiplayer Tetris with multiplayer Puyo Puyo. There are multiple modes you can do. You can do a stand up just like versus mode where you're either playing Puyo Puyo against someone playing Tetris, or you're playing Tetris against someone playing Tetris. Or Puyo Puyo. And Puyo 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 are Tetris and Puyo Puyo. Doesn't matter. Then one mode that I really like is called Switch Mode, where you're playing a board of Puyo Puyo and a board of Tetris at the same time. I saw that and it was really overwhelming. And it, so basically every like 10 or 15 seconds, you flip between the two. Between the two. And you've got to just knock everybody out. Then there's this other mode on there called Mix Mode or something along that line. Where you're playing Puyo Puyo and that Tetris. That has Tetris rules, right? Or No, it's Puyo Puyo and Tetris on the same board. Are you using <laughs> top buttons to move one? And So they're still dropping it one at a time. So they'll, they'll like drop a couple of Puyo Puyo pieces. They'll drop a couple a of Tetris pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's like, with the Tetris pieces, you're still trying to get those in a line. And with the Puyo Puyo pieces, you're still trying to get them to touch for four to break them up. The thing that makes this doable is the Tetris pieces are heavier than the Puyo Puyo pieces. So what they'll do is do they squish them? They'll squish them down. Oh, and the Puyo Puyo pieces will disappear for a short little second, but then they'll drop down on top of the Tetris pieces. So the Tetris pieces are always going to be at the bottom of the of the bottom of the rack. But you've got to be careful with how many Puyo Puyo pieces are going to be coming down on that, because if you put the wrong piece down. You're going to lose because you've got all these Puyo Puyo pieces and they're going to touch the top at yeah. that point. That makes sense. That's cool. This is made by Nintendo, right? This is made by... It's on the Nintendo Switch. It's on the Nintendo. <laughs> I, I just wondered because when I when we were kids playing it, it looks the exact same. The Puyo Puyas. It's Sega. So, okay. Oh, is it? Sega. Okay. I, I should have known say, because they looks, got this cute little like Sega I feel like thing it, that goes on at the very beginning. The one we played was very similar to that one because it looks so similar. But I don't know. I really I like the idea of combining the two games together because you can use the Tetris pieces to realign your uh, Puyo Puyo pieces. Yes. There's some really interesting mechanics there. Yeah. Either way, that's kind of what I've been playing. And then it would crush the not good Puyo Puyo. Oh, yeah. And like junk Puyo Puyo that would be dropped down on top of you because, you know, when you're playing multiplayer Tetris, as someone like makes Tetris blocks disappear, they throw junk on you. Instead, it's always throwing junk Puyo Puyo. So one thing you can do with the Tetris pieces is drop it. The usable Puyo Puyo will come back. 
all the junk ones will stay gone forever. Uh, mm. So that helps. Yeah. So you clear your board right. by mm-hmm. squishing right. them. Okay. Yeah. Puyo Puyo. Tetris. Neil. How do you spell Puyo? P-O-Y-O. P-U-Y-O? P-U-Y-O? So I, go. I one. Googled it um, under P-O-Y-O and I got, did you mean P-O-U-Y-O? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> P-O-U-Y-O? Really? It asked? Yeah. Poyo, Poyo. Yeah. And then I got, um, wait, did I say that? No, I'm sorry. P U Y O P U I O. That's right. Yeah, that seems to be. I was trying to add an extra O. It looks cute. That's another game I'll have to add to the list of uh, things to buy. Did you know that P O Y O P O Y O is a. Looks like a cat anime? Poyo, Poyo. (laughs) Poyo, Poyo. Kanatsuniki. Japanese animated series. Oh yeah, I, you know I think I've actually seen this before. Not seen any episodes, but I think I've seen the anime before. Like, this makes me want to watch Hamtaro. I think this this cat's more cuter, oh, cuter than Hamtaro. This cat is cuter than Hamtaro, but I do want to watch Hamtaro because he was a feisty little toaster. He was the brave little toaster, but Japanese children style. And he was a hamster. A hamster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. Uh, this week I haven't really had a whole lot of time to do much. Uh, I did want to point out though that I have, I had been playing more lovers in a in a dangerous space time. That game gets really hard, at least for two people, as you get further into it. Uh, to the point where I I wonder if some of these, like I wonder if the last boss is even going to be possible with two people. Oh. And and maybe maybe I'm taking it a little too far we hit one boss tiff and i did that uh we could not figure out a way to do it until we had to start cheesing the uh yamato cannon uh i I won't go into the mechanics too much but we we were just in ultra conservative mode i did also find out that this game is actually applicable or something that you could play as a uh as one person uh what yeah the the way they handle that because you know you have to multitask to play it is that they introduce a space pet it's either a cat or a dog and you you give it orders by holding the y button and then you direct it to a station so does that mean that you're essentially (laughs) able to be in two spaces at once but you still have to do the same like input the space pet ai will handle that station Oh, okay. okay. And from so what I, I saw, it does it, it does a very good job doing it. But I would never give them engines, right? Because why? Yeah, would... I'm assuming they. I I don't know if they can even use the engines. Okay, but they can do guns and shields. Yeah, with four people, it didn't seem too bad. It seemed almost a little easy, I would say. Yeah, yeah. we were also doing we like the first two episodes. True episodes, which the, the last boss we faced, which or last the most recent boss we faced, I think ev- we would have had troubles with. Maybe not as much of an issue, uh, but it was just you needed someone on shields and engines at the same time, wow. but you also needed offense. Otherwise, right. you were not going to win the right. DPS race. Wow. But Yeah, so I think four people could do that. I'd be interested in Try. tackling it again sometime, yeah. but maybe for another day. Let's take a breather, and uh, <gasps> when you guys see us back again, we'll be talking about some more specific topics. Sounds good. DPS peace dividends per share. Um, is, is that a is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going through my brokerage licensing right now, so <laughs> so they're like every time you see the word, every time you see the symbol DPS, it's dividends per share. I was like, 
Oh, no. this is going to uh, be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be offering a lot of damage per second to clients. <laughs>